0: Welcome back, my beautiful friends. This is Megan Shayla from the Entirely Koala Queen podcast, where I just love to discuss real life. Uh, Each Thursday, I will be releasing a new episode as a creative promise to myself. Um, I want to be having the conversations that I think we should all be having to help us understand and accept ourselves that little bit more. Now, remember, if you like this podcast, please remember to like, follow, subscribe, and take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram because it helps me so much get the message out there. Thank you all for being here and for supporting me on this crazy ride. Really looking forward to today's conversation. And today I'm going to talk about (sighs) ending toxic connections. Now, I don't know if this is the whole Mercury retrograde thing going on right now, but this is showing up quite a bit for me at the moment. And I basically had a weekend of having to just really protect my boundaries to let people know, you know, that they've crossed that line with me. And most of the time it went pretty well. Um, But there has been a toxic connection that I've had to uh, cut ties with today. And it's actually such a timely thing for me because it is almost the anniversary of when my marriage ended, it was the 22nd of October when, um, oh man, that morning my husband and I got up and we were just getting ready and there was just that heavy resentment in the air and I remember thinking to myself like, how long is this going to be this way? How long are we going to keep getting up, going to this marriage counseling appointment that we're going to every Monday and feeling really good and happy in the moment when we walked out, things would be good for a couple of days. And then after that, it would all just go to shit for the next week or two. And I just remember thinking, how the hell am I going to get Through another 10 years of this, it was just getting to that point where every day I woke up with that feeling in my chest of, oh my God, is this my life? Are we really going to spend the rest of our lives living this way? So I think it's that, it's remembering that, what that felt like. It's a really, really good indication to me to know that something isn't working. And obviously, I would never, ever let it get to that point again where we're talking years and years and years and years of something not working. Obviously, it's a little bit harder when you have kids together and your own assets um, to just simply cut something out in your life. I understand that. So when you've had to go through that process of ending all that and starting a new life for yourself, you get very, very uh, choosy about the kind of energy you want to spend your time with because you know you don't want to keep living your life in this cycle of just toxic relationships and connections because they do not bring out the best in in you so why have it there sometimes you really do need to look right into your soul and ask yourself why is this connection still here Toxic connections can also come in, you know, so many different manifestations as well. You've obviously got like the main, I think the main type of toxic and that is uh, a romantic, a toxic romantic connection. I think it's safe to say that most of us have experienced that at some point or another um, during our lifetimes. But, you know, another really, really big example of a toxic connection and one that I often hear about from so many people reaching out to me on their Instagram to talk to me about is toxic friendships, you know, toxic friendships. I mean, if I go back and have a look, um, for me, that was definitely something that used to manifest a lot for me back as a teenager but especially in my early 20s. I'm actually mostly all my examples of friendship from my 20s have been toxic. I no longer have those connections in my life because I had to make a decision in my early 30s to remove myself from that at any cost. But it almost seems like we let friendship toxic behaviour continue a lot more. Well, personally for me, I I have a tendency to forgive that behaviour more than what I do in romantic-type relationships. In romantic-type relationships, I'm more inclined to call it out sooner than what I am in a friendship. So that is definitely an area that I do need to get better in. But I've found that the kind of friendships that I have in my life today don't require me to call it out. Um, And if I do, I call it out there and then I generally don't let anything fester Um, It's always an immediate response now because I have that thing in me where I no longer want to be surrounded by toxic friends. I've also learned that being alone or aloneness is far better than having many friends around you that are not good for you. So I'm definitely much better at protecting my energy, but you know, um, I'm getting better at speaking out. But friendship It's still like, it's that uncomfortable space. Then you have family toxic connections. Uh, That's probably one of the hardest, to be honest, because, I mean, you just don't go, oh, well, I can just turn my back on my family. It's a bit harder, you know, your blood. And most families have to see each other on a regular basis. But, you know, with families, there tends to be a bit more of that lack of boundaries, I think, where... Auntie Karen thinks it's totally acceptable to comment on your weight or the kind of food on your plate at Christmas in front of everybody. So families um, can be quite toxic. And I feel that a lot of the times in the family space, yeah, people just don't seem to have any filter on the kind of things that they, they think that they can say to you. Uh, so setting boundaries in those type of relationships is really important to let them know that they just can't continue. And if Arnie Karen's been commenting on your weight for the last twenty years at the dinner table, you know it's going to be a hard, a hard pill for her to swallow that that's not okay to do anymore. Um, another example, uh, colleagues. Colleagues carries a level of fear around it too, I think, because you just never know, you know, some colleagues have a position of power over us, like literally have a position of power. So it becomes really hard to enforce our boundaries where, you know, they can kind of have that power to be able to to, to make it harder for us. So a lot of people in the workplace don't speak out about those toxic connections as well, uh, just to be able to protect themselves from that. Um, But, you know, definitely I see it a lot in the workplace and I hear many, many stories of people who have been under a really, really horrible boss. I'm just so thankful that throughout my working career, I've always had the most amazing managers who have had my back and I'm so grateful for that. But I can't imagine the feeling of dread inside turning up to work every day to to a manager that makes life so hard for you. So that's a really tough connection. Um, Yeah. Also, you know, you've got even toxic mums in the schoolyard. Like they're really hard to deal with. Um, Acquaintances, they're just everywhere. And once you see these toxic connections, it's very hard to unsee it. A lot of people comment to me, they say, oh, you're just like, oh, everyone's just toxic to you. It's That's not really the case, but uh, I think that if you allow people to get away with toxic behavior without telling them it's not okay, you're just gonna continue to subject yourself to that kind of behavior. And that's not something that I can do for myself anymore. I have to call it out no matter how difficult it is. It's also just come to my attention that this is the two year anniversary of my marriage ending, but it's actually the five year anniversary where I closed off a lot of toxic relationships, friendships that I had in my life, but I also had to end some family connections as well there. And the 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 friend and the family thing was kind of all mixed into the one story. But I just got to a point where, you know, I was dealing with these people who had zero respect for me. I tried to communicate my needs and, you know, what was going on. And all I wanted was the truth. And I was under no circumstances was I ever going to be given the truth. Uh, so I had to make the decision that my emotional well-being was more important than upholding this relationship or many of these relationships that were not safe and they were not healthy. So I had to let them go. Now, when you also cut ties in a toxic relationship, like for me personally, I was at the point where I would have done anything to sever those relationships from my life. So what it meant is that in the process of losing those relationships, people will take sides and they'll either side with you or they will side with the with the other people for me I didn't care who sided with me I just wanted out so I was I had gotten to the point where I was willing to just walk away with no one validating my story I was willing to walk away with no one on my side but I didn't care because in my heart I knew what was right for me. And then I had to let it go. So this also brings me to the subject. We hear a lot about ghosting and how ghosting is looked at as one of the most horrible things that you can ever do to a person. It's wrong. I agree with that in many circumstances, but sometimes you are dealing with people who are quite abusive and emotionally unsafe or downright aggressive. So in those situations, it you are not ghosting that person. You are simply protecting yourself because any exposure to those people is going to be unhealthy and greatly disturb your peace of mind, sometimes your safety. Um, so for me, I will always try to communicate that I'm exiting a toxic connection before I exit. But if that person doesn't give me the opportunity to speak or for honesty um, or if they try to twist your words and bring it back to you, it's, it's not healthy and you don't owe an explanation to walk out of that connection. Having the experience of letting go with toxic relationships What I can say is, you know, I started doing it five years ago, um, you know, consciously doing it five years ago. I can say that looking back on my experience from five years ago to looking at the experience now of letting go, it becomes so much easier with time. In the beginning, it kind of feels like the unknown and you're not used to backing yourself up or trusting your your instincts that this is not the right thing for you anymore. You're probably suffering like a whole range of abandonment issues. For people with abandonment issues or people suffering from issues with self-worth, walking away from these connections actually feels like abandonment because you are so conditioned from a lifetime of unhealthy attachment To persevere through emotional abuse and emotional neglect because you believe on some core level that your own needs and wants are not as important as someone else's feelings. So you persevere and you just try to push through this shitstorm of a connection or a relationship just to keep the peace. And once you realize that you don't have to do that. And your emotional needs and wants are so valid and so important that uh, you're going to be okay. So when you first leave these toxic connections, it can be a very, very difficult time. It can feel like even though you're the one leaving, it feels like the rug has fully been pulled out underneath you. I remember spending weeks, days, you know, in bed, just devastatingly heartbroken. And then every time you go onto your social media, you know, you've got things popping up that it's either a mutual friend posting about that person or somehow you're being reminded of them and it just hits you hard all over again. It's such a horrible thing to break. And I realised that that feeling that I was experiencing is legit withdrawals from the toxic connection because when you've been in a toxic connection for so long, I believe um, you're experiencing the trauma bonding. So the trauma bonding comes from that real pull-push dynamic, you know, where they pull you closer and then they push you away with their nastiness or silent treatment, passive-aggressive behaviour you you are in this cycle of being pulled into the web and then just spat out. So that 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 connection over a period of time is is doing all this hormonal stuff to your brain. Um, so you really are going through. Uh, a period of withdrawal, just like you are withdrawing from drug addiction. This is real and this is happening to you. So when you end this toxic connection and you're going through that pain, please remember that it's normal and it's your brain learning to recalibrate what it has been through, through years of having a connection like this. So um, there's that. I really, really recommend if it's at all possible in any way to go no contact. So what this means, it means deleting them from social media, block, 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 block. You don't want that exposure to them. You want to protect yourself from Always possible to even seeing them again. Even if that means blocking mutual friends of theirs or family members of theirs that you're friends with, it's nothing personal. This is purely just to protect your energy. And, you know, you don't owe anybody an explanation to protect the sanctity of your mental health. You are worth this effort. And it might feel so hard inside to turn your back on all these people but your recovery is so worth it and there's nothing worse than you know you've had a couple of good weeks and days and then you hit with it again and you're back in this cycle because of the um withdrawal that you're going through any little bit of um reminder from them activates those parts in your brain all over again because a toxic connection really fucks with your mind sometimes you don't know if If it's you or if it's them. And the answer is it's probably a bit of both. When you're in a toxic connection, you will find yourself acting out. You will be acting out as a way to try to get your power back because it's constantly being taken away from you. So over time, yes, you are who you hang with. Your energy and your vibration would start to go down because you're dealing with someone who's draining it from you. So if someone is bringing out the worst in you, that is a great indication that the connection isn't a healthy one. And it's okay. We're not all perfect humans that operate as lovely, embracing human beings the majority of the time. If you start to see yourself acting in a way that's not aligned to your values or who you are, great indication that something's not right. Um, another thing that I would invite you to notice is when you are around that person, notice how interacting with that person feels in your body. Now, when you've got good, healthy, stable connections, that where the energy brings something to your life and you flourish in that connection, you will walk away from that person feeling happy. You will walk away from that person at times feeling inspired. You will walk away from that person smiling, laughing. The connection feels light. It's fluffy. It's beautiful. And when you're in connections that don't feel that way, you can feel that. Your body feels nervous. Your, it feels heavy. It doesn't feel good in your body. So that is a huge alert that the connection that you're in isn't right. And one more thing that I do want to mention, maybe there's a few more things that I want to mention, but resentment. If you are constantly feeling resentment within this connection, that is also another huge indication that your needs are not being met in this connection because healthy, strong connections don't make us feel resentful. So if you're harboring the feeling of resentment, there's a part of you that you're having to stuff away or dumb down or numb out to be present with that person. And that is not healthy. You know, another good indication that you're in a toxic connection is you're finding yourself having to constantly defend yourself. When you constantly have to defend yourself, You're not in a healthy connection because that person is triggering you. I mean, every trigger is an indication back to ourselves. It mirrors back to us what what we need to work on. But there are some people there that just want to push your buttons. You know, I know personally that if I say something to upset a friend that I'm talking to, I will immediately apologize for that. I will take ownership over that but someone who is toxic is baiting you. They're baiting you so you become defensive because once you get defensive, then you're playing their game. So if you find that reaction happening a lot with this person, mm, there's probably a good chance that you're in a toxic connection and you just need to, you need to get some space from that. You will also find that your words are being twisted. They will always find a way to, to twist your words or even tell you that you twist their words when you're like, I'm just telling you how I feel. How could me telling you how I feel about something be twisting your words? So that is another great indication. Another example that you're in a toxic connection is whenever you come forward about your emotional needs or any needs, it might even be a physical need, you're being told that you're too needy or too sensitive. Um my ex-boyfriend was constantly Ben was constantly telling me that my emotions were too sensitive. Um and after a while anytime you have an emotion that you need to bring forward, you start to doubt yourself, you start to think that that your emotions aren't right. You begin to lose trust in yourself. And any emotion that you're feeling inside, anything, it's all valid. There is no emotion that you are feeling that's not valid because it's it's a part of you that's feeling an emotion. You know, we can't control our emotions. If anyone tells you that you can control your emotion, they're wrong. What you can control is how you respond to an emotion. That is what you can control. Another way that you would uh, know that you're in a toxic connection is they're constantly having a dig at you. They have digs at you to, it's a thing called leveling. It's because they actually, okay, so it could be two things. Either they either think they're just so fantastic or inside they just feel so insecure about having you around that they constantly need to be picking you apart, um, ridiculing you in front of other people because they want to do this thing called leveling leveling is a way to bring you down to where they're feeling so they can have you feeling pretty shit about yourself because it makes them feel better about who they are. And they might even just, yeah, every time they take a dig at you and if you dig back, they'll go, oh, settle down. I'm only joking. Every joke has some truth to it. So on some level, they're thinking it, and especially if it's an insecurity that they're pointing out, especially an insecurity that you've voiced to them, and they're using it against you, get the hell out. It's toxic. Another way you can also know that you're not in a healthy connection with someone is you find yourself constantly bitching or gossiping about this person. Now, the reason why you're doing that is not because you're a bad, horrible person. It could even make you feel so guilty afterwards. You could probably find yourself gossiping and bitching to a whole bunch of people because you get this verbal diarrhea. What that is, it's an attempt to get your power back because this toxic connection is making you feel powerless. So, if you start to see that behavior coming out in yourself, It's a great indication that you're not in a healthy connection and you need to back yourself up, get out of it, end it. It's not for you. You might even find yourself walking away from interactions with them, you know, feeling completely triggered, but you get this dialogue or this thing playing in your mind of these conversations that you've had and you start to be sitting there thinking of ways that you could have said things better or you're constantly having conversations in your own mind with them, because what it is is you're preparing you're preparing yourself to be able to uh, be able to fight back because they're constantly putting you on your defenses if your mind is thinking of these things when you're not with this person that's a great indication that it's not a healthy connection. Think of all the awesome things that you could be thinking of other than rehearsing an argument in your mind um, so this other person doesn't make you feel shit about yourself so that's you deserve better than that. Um, And like, finally, what I'll say about this is you just know this person isn't bringing out the best in you. We all just want to be the best version of ourselves possible. If another person that you've got in your life is taking you away from that, get rid of it, not worth it, not good for you. I'm almost about to wrap this up, but I just wanted to say a few more points. It seems like I've got a lot to say on this subject. Okay. So the person also might be very condescending towards you in their body language. You're getting lots of eye rolling. You're getting blatant. They're ignoring you while you're talking. Uh, that's, that's a really big sign that you're with someone that's not respecting you. They're not respecting your, your voice. They're not respecting your time. They're not respecting your friendship. You will also notice that they invalidate you. Anything that you've got to say They've got something that completely invalidates you, makes makes you feel stupid, makes you feel like you didn't say or do enough. Um, they tell you that your emotions aren't correct or invalid or you're too sensitive. I mentioned that before, but they will invalidate your emotions all the time. Now, the last thing I want to leave you with, the topic of conversation constantly revolves around them. So here you are listening to all the things they have to say. You give, 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 give. You add value to what they say by, you know, really thinking about what they're saying and responding to them in the way that they deserve. Because if you're a good person, you give your presence, you give your time, you give your energy. Now, when the topic of conversation comes away from them and starts to be in you, it's pretty much just glossed over. And, you know, you don't spend very a very long amount of time talking about you and they give maybe one or two word answers and it just feels like they're very disengaged. So these are some of the examples that I've got um, to be able to distinguish if you're in a toxic connection. Something that's really hard to remember, but so worthwhile in remembering that This toxic person or connection in your life is someone that is hurting or in a lot of pain. So as difficult as it might be to see their humanness, they are humans and everyone in this world is deserving of love, empathy and compassion. Now, that might look very different. You need to remove them from your life, but it's okay to love them from afar and to forgive. And But you'll still have to go through that grieving process where you yeah, will hate on them for a bit. You're allowed to have that. You're allowed to go through that stage of just whatever you need to go through to process what you need to process about that connection and what it's done to your life. Personally, for me, the best way that I've been able to process these toxic connections, ending them, has been to journal. Every toxic connection that I've had, whether it be a friend, an ex, I have journaled a letter to them. And in that letter, I don't hold back. So you can be as angry as you want and say anything you want. Do not hold back your anger, let it out. Just you need to because you've repressed the anger for so long to be in this connection that you're more than likely even storing the trauma in your body um, because you've just been repressing so much not to explode and be the horrible person that you you don't want to be. But for me, if I can put something into words, I know that I've processed. It. I've, I know that I've processed it. But ending to toxic connections looks different from, for everybody. Everybody has their own way of healing. Um, but for me personally, I just think that honesty is the best policy. Just be very clear and direct. This isn't working for me. I am not happy in this space. And remember, as I said, keep in mind that if this person is emotionally abusive, if you can leave that and you don't think that explaining yourself is a safe thing to do, you do not owe anyone an explanation. Now, also too, if you're in a state to be able to communicate that you're ending this connection, stay firm. Do not be pulled into a debate about your feelings. You've been defending yourself for so long in this connection, you don't require yourself to do it anymore. Your feelings do not need to be explained. Just stay firm, stay direct, no blaming, no name-calling. This is simply just you walking away. And if you need to um, create a new type of connection with them because you still have to interact with them, be very, very um, direct in how you want that to look. So make sure that you've established what that connection looks like in your own mind. So you can tell them exactly what you expect from them and uphold that boundary every time it's overstepped. Um. Apparently, if you're ending a romantic connection or even a friendship connection, the rule is they say that 90 days, no contact is a really, really good way to be able to establish space to get away with that person, start understanding your own mind again. And they even say that after the 90 days, you might not even want that contact anymore. But if you use 90 days as a rule, Uh, It's apparently a very effective way of being able to move on. And just remember that your needs are so worth it. Your emotional state is more important than someone else's feelings. You don't owe anyone anything. What is most important is your, your health, your safety, your peace of mind, your energy. It's so worth it. So this brings me to the end of today's episode. I hope that this episode has resonated with you in some way and I've been able to help you through this. At the time I recorded the podcast, I've got people banging on, I don't know, I think the guy next door has a bloody jackhammer or something and someone's mowing the lawn, but I've thoroughly enjoyed today's episode. It's clearly a subject that I've got so much to say. About, but if you have liked today's episode, please feel free to share the episode on your social media. Take a screenshot, tag me on your Instagram. Um, you can follow this podcast on Anchor and Spotify. I love hearing from you guys, so please don't hesitate to reach out to me on Instagram um, at entirely underscore koala I'm wishing you all an awesome and inspirational week ahead, and until next time. Bye.